So, uh, you know, we were watching a couple of people who came before us that uh, that boarded the ship. So we were starting to get nervous. Um, there were uh, boards, screens up in the waiting area that let people know what their status was. And I think while we were sitting there, uh, there were five families who were not allowed to board because of a positive test. Um, so that, uh, you know, they, they do tell you right then and there, and there's no two ways about it. If somebody in your stateroom tests positive, you meet with a, a, a counselor and uh, they do not allow you to board. So that was our experience. So mine was a tiny bit different because I drove from Orlando to the port. And they, ha- you know how they have the big parking garage there, which is great. It's super convenient, super close. Um, they had us go to the bottom part of the parking garage. And it's interesting because you actually go the wrong way, which is a little nerve wracking because, you know, if you're a rule follower. But anyway, they have you go to the parking garage and we just we got tested. And then we went up to like the second level or something and waited. And it took us over an hour. And I was just like, well, there's no way one of us is positive, you know, and uh, but fortunately we weren't, we were able to board, but like you guys said, it was pretty easy after that. So, but that's so nerve wracking when you're waiting because you're thinking to yourself, I don't, I don't even have a sniffle. I'm totally fine. But you know, that's what you've heard. Like one of the, one of the people who worked there said to me, oh yeah, we have asymptomatic people all the time turn up, turn up positive. And you're like, oh, great. So anyway. Okay, so there were a couple things that were different also about boarding the ship. Do you guys want to talk about that? Sure. Um, You know, after you go through the check-in process, uh, you walk up the gangway. uh, And, um, you know, those of us who are DCL veterans are used to getting to the top of the the gangway and um, having our name announced and being walked into the atrium. And then you're off on your own. Uh, They've modified that process a little bit. Uh, you still walk up the gangway and uh, they announce your name, uh, but they walk you to a, a set of uh, predetermined dots on the floor. And I believe there's 10, I think maybe 10 families or 10 groups in there. And uh, you're met by one of the cruise activities uh, staff members who leads a little show with Mickey and Minnie. And they do a small dance. Uh, we were on the magic, so it was performed in front of Lumiere's. And uh, it's just a welcome dance. Um, And then after that, we were ushered into uh, one of the clubs where we were instructed on how to perform the virtual muster. Um, You know, if if you're a cruising veteran, you know that muster drills are important because that tells you your evacuation and meeting point should something go wrong. And uh, usually that's a half hour you can can never get back. Uh, You know, there's always that one family. There's always that one family uh, that doesn't show up. And in the old days, you know, all 120, 150 people would have to show up and check in before they could release you. Um, And there was always that one family who just never showed up until the very end. And then they finally released you. Well, you no longer have to do that. They let you know what your muster station is. They have worked in some functionality into the Disney Cruise Line app. And you go to your muster station and take a picture of the uh, muster station sign and then there's a, a, a crew member there who signs you off. So that uh, that was a little bit different. But you do it right when you get on. You go to that virtual muster and then you're done. So that was that was nice. Ours yeah, was I a like little confusing. I We were I forget what we went to deck four and we followed the instructions and they're like, OK, now you have to go. You go out like to the outer deck. So we walked down the outer deck. I think we were like R or something. 
And they were like, yeah, just keep going back. So we went all the way back and then we didn't know where to go. And then we had to go back inside. So that was a little, it, it was, it was just a little, not, not that it wasn't well organized. It was, it just, we were a little confused and a little backwards. So, cause the, the letters for where you're supposed to meet, like R was in it actually inside, but it was all good. I liked it much better than have. Yeah, I agree, Tony. You have to wait for family. I, I, I know that Q was at Animator's Palette, and it was one of uh, like four that, muster stations that were yes, right there. That's where it was by Animator's and, Palette. Yep. Yeah. The the only problem we had was that when we went to take the picture of our actual muster station, mm-hmm. there were multiple muster. So like Q, R, S, and T were all right there, and we were trying to pay, take a picture of R. But it kept focusing on the S because they were so close together and oh. we couldn't get it to take. We must have tried like 10 or 12 times before it actually took the picture of our actual muster station. So oh, that's Tony, uh, you were actually the were you one of the first cruises on the magic? Um, I believe they had Weren't you like the second and then we were the third. I think. Yeah, I, we were the second or the third sailing on, yeah. on the magic since they came back from the United Kingdom. Okay. I wonder. I was wondering if maybe they fixed that by now. That that kind of would be a pain for sure. Well, you know what? I'll I'll tell you in January. Oh, that's right. Is that? Are you going back on that one? Okay. We will be back on the magic, the magic, just a, a longer okay. itinerary. Uh, no, I want to go did, back. Did you pick Can the I magic come? because you prefer that ship, or did that itinerary just work for you? Uh, we had picked it specifically. Uh, the January cruise we picked for the itinerary stop at uh, Key West. Okay. Uh, which has since gone by the boards because Key West is no longer allowing cruise ships. Uh, yeah. The residents voted that down. And uh, now we've we've turned that into a double dip at Castaway Key, which oh, you can't okay. you can't complain about. OK, yeah, no, that sounds great, actually. Um, OK, so we talked about the muster. So the kids club, neither of y'all had little ones in the kids club. I will tell you that when we went on the ship, as far as the little the younger kids, you know, 12 and under, um, I know that they were supposed to have times where they signed in. I, as I understood it, it and you, you guys may have heard the same thing or different, that kind of wasn't an issue. There were so few kids on all these sailings that they really didn't have this sort of limited time in the kids clubs they could go in. Did you guys hear that or did you hear anything differently? Honestly, we were, we stayed in the adult areas. Yeah. In the adult <laughs> areas. I was like, yeah. Well, well that's, I'll just tell you. That is what we have heard that, you know, that a lot of parents were really concerned because they thought, well, you know, you have these limited times that you can be in the kids club because of social distancing. But what ended up happening was that really wasn't an issue because there were so few kids. Now, I will tell you for the tween and teen, because my kids are at the age where they could do both, um, which they pretty, pretty quickly decided they didn't like the tween one, of course, Um, for the teen one. They were just in and out the whole time. In fact, I actually didn't see my twins pretty much the whole cruise, except maybe a little bit at dinner time, which was kind of scary because I'd be like, oh, where are they? Um, but but yeah, so that wasn't I think they only had like seven or eight kids in the teen club, which is it's called what edge vibe mm-hmm. it's vibe vibe. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, so yeah they, they had a blast. I know for our sailing, you know, the max capacity on the Magic is 27, 2,800 people. Uh, our sailing had 1,100 uh, or thereabouts, and I believe 270 of those were children. 
And uh, Bridget and Mark's sailing, which was right behind us, I believe only had about 800. And I heard about, about 100 and, 150, 160 kids on it. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I I didn't feel like we had a ton of kids on, on board. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, I mean, there were kids. But, and, but then again, also, we really spent a lot of our time in the adult areas just because we mm-hmm. didn't have the kids with us. Mm-hmm. Um, which so, for the first time because there were so many families without kids, the adult sections were actually more crowded than the family they section. They were. That was the same on the dream. I was just going to say that. You, I, I actually couldn't get like a chair in the adult section, like a lounge chair, so I could just go read or whatever, because obviously I was pretty much by myself because my husband stayed home and our older one stayed in Orlando. So it was just me and the twins. They were gone. I was all by myself. And I was like, well, I'll just go sit over on this other section because – there was no room. You're right. The adult section was packed. So, um, yeah, so, ours was um, busy. It wasn't crazy busy, but it was busy. Yeah. I was always able to get a chair. Yeah. I didn't have a problem, but I think that's because we had, we only had 860 people on board. So, yeah, well, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens come January 15th when the, uh, CDC rescinds the, uh, conditional sale order, which limits the uh, cruise ship capacity to 50%. We don't know how much Disney's going to increase their capacity, you know, um, but it will be interesting to see what happens if we do start to see larger crowds, because, you know, as, as an experienced cruiser uh, and having been on Disney now uh, 13, 14 times going into the dining room, it, the dining rooms looked empty. Yeah. You know, it, it was kind of unsettling because there were that few people in the dining room with me. Well, even yeah. the lounges, like we went into, we did O'Gill's twice and we went to Keys and Mark loves Keys. So we definitely wanted to go there. And there, but the one night we went, there were probably like, I don't know, maybe like five couples in there. And then I get, then the next, the second seating came around for dinner and people left. And then it was just Mark and I, and the piano player came in and was playing. It was just he and I, and I was like, I kind of want to go now, <laughs> but not because I don't want to hear the piano player, but like. It's like we've been here for like two hours. So, it just, yeah, it was not. And I, you, I felt like I felt good for the cast for being back. So I, you could tell they were excited to be back on board and back cruising. But at the same time, you felt bad for them, too, because the, they just the ships weren't just weren't full. So, yeah. um, you know, in that regard, I I kind of broke my heart a little bit for them. But I mean, it'll get there. Yeah, yeah. until they get there. You know, it, it, it is great to see the cast members back uh, back to work. And, and an interesting thing I found out with the dream is that a lot of people had to switch ships. Um, and what happened was the um, uh, the magic went to the United Kingdom. So the United Kingdom, um, a lot of the people who live in Caribbean countries, they still have that association with Great Britain. So a lot of this, the cast and crew on the magic uh, is very heavily weighted towards the Caribbean islands because they had no problems getting visas or transport to Great Britain to meet the ship there. So a, a lot of these cast members, you know, they said, well, we've never had this many people from our own country, uh, you know, working with us at the same time. So it, it'll it'll be interesting, you know, now that all the ships are back in the States, I'm sure some of these crew members will start to rotate back to their, uh, their main ships. But, uh, just very interesting part of cast life, how, you know, you, you don't think of that, um, that aspect uh, that, that, you know, you think that there's a lot of people from the Caribbean, but here, you know, our, our stateroom host was saying that he had like 
20 people from his island and normally it's just like two or three of them. So that was good for them and good for their morale because they had, you know, some of their fellow countrymen with them. So it was, it was just, it was nice to see them back. I think they were happy to be back. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get back out to see in a couple months. Okay. So I agree. I think it does feel a little weird. The ships are not crowded and in some ways when it's crowded, you get that vibe, right? You get that energy, but at the same time, you're waiting in line for everything. So, I mean, it's kind of like a mixed bag. I felt like, like I felt, I think for me, because my kids were off doing things for me, it was a little too quiet. You know, I would be sitting up on, you know, deck 10 doing, you know, whatever, having some ice cream, hanging out. Um, I could have, you know, it, it just seemed almost too quiet, but it was great. On the other hand, you know, the one thing I didn't like was the theater. We should mention, um, you know, if you want to watch a movie on a Disney ship, they always have the most current Disney movies filming and are showing. And for us, it was um, Shang-Chi and the Jungle Cruise, which we had seen. But of course, we wanted to see again. We went in there. First of all, for some reason, it was absolutely freezing in there. We went in there to go watch it. You can't have popcorn. Like usually they have a little popcorn stand outside where there's no eating in the theater right now, which, you know, none of us were starving. But still, we all wanted popcorn. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, but I did nice. bring in a coffee, though. Did you really? Well, you pro- was yours cold? Ours was like ice it was cold. cold. Yeah, it was cold. But you know what? That day at sea was a little, it was, we didn't have sun. Um, yeah. And actually, I was. I think I was texting with Cheryl, um, Tony's wife, about like, because she said she was chasing the sun around. Yeah. On the decks, and that's how it was that yeah. day. It was, it was very overcast. So I was already wearing a sweater, but it was it was chilly in there. Yeah, there were people who brought blankets in when we were in there, so it was it was chilly. But um, yeah, it was pretty empty. And um, you know, I did not end up going to any of the shows. I just was hanging out because I also had a friend there who, you know, she was there with her kid, so we would see each other at dinner time and hang out a little bit. And I did something that I've never done before which is I went to some of the mixology classes. Now everybody knows Mm -hmm. I'm not a drinker because it's not good. I'll fall asleep or something, but I did go to those and Bridget, you did those too. Those are so Mm -hmm. fun and they're such a good deal for $25. I think we got five drinks. Like that's pretty much going to do you for the day, I think. And they weren't, they were maybe a tiny, like the martini was maybe like, two-thirds of the size of a normal martini but you know hey it was pretty decent though it was a good size and we had yeah we had five martinis and they started from like we had did you have the vesper which is the james bond martini i don't think so no we had a different guy than you had though of course oh yeah uh, yeah different ship yeah they you know they start from like your basic martini and then kind of go through almost like all the way down to your dessert martini. So, you know, what yeah. you might have with dinner or whatever. It was fun. I loved it. I was like, I yeah. will do this again for sure. And the whiskey tasting was fun too. Yeah, I went to that one. I didn't, I was just a spectator for that one. And they didn't care that I went in because it was only maybe like 10 people. It was a nice little group. And they were like, yeah, come on in. Cause my friends were in there. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we went with Jason and Reg and Liz. Mm. So, um, I don't know where Jason and Reg were all day, to be honest. I think they were just having a great time on the ship. But anyway, but yeah, we (laughs) saw them for those things. And that was really fun. And we went to Palo, um, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, but yeah, it was it was first of all, all those different whiskeys, they smelled really good. 
And because um, everybody's like, here, Chris, smell this, you know. Cause Thank like, God. Um, but yeah, I will say at my mixology class, um, like I would just have a sip because, you know, I, I can't handle it. But there was a lady there who I think was a lot like me. She was barely walking when it was over. Like her husband was like, okay. Let's oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a lot of alcohol, you know. So, um, but yeah, so I would, I would recommend that to anyone, even somebody who's not really a drinker. I think if you don't mind a little bit of alcohol, um, I thought it was very fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I, yeah. I will tell you as someone who is not a drinker at all, um, not doing a mixology course. The one thing that was tough, and Chris, you mentioned that you you didn't have to wait in line for anything. Uh, that was not the case at the at the drink station. Uh, and I don't know how things were on the Dream, um, but on the Magic, there's one drink station uh, on the the uh, pool deck, and uh, they had that manned uh, by a crew member. Um, sometimes two, but it all, always seemed like there was one person. Uh, and it's very tough, you know, to their for there not to be a line there when you've got one person who's, yeah. you know, going up to get drinks for a family of four. And then you've got one crew member getting those drinks one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. So uh, that was one of the only uh, down, uh, you know, sad points uh, of my cruise. The other one being, of course, the lack of popcorn, which you already mentioned. Yeah. Um, I'm very upset about that, but and and hopefully that does return at some point, and I'm sure it will. I hope so. I'm you sure it drove me crazy up, you know? at those drink stations. The size of the cups. I was like, all oh, I yeah. was, like, and I didn't bring my Yeti. I didn't. I, I should. And I should have. I totally forgot. Um, but I was like, I just want like a big cup of water. That's all I want. Well, I, I did watch one person who did bring their Yeti, and the uh, crew member. Uh, gave them their cup of soda and then continued to refill that small cup. And then the person poured it into their Yeti. So, you know, that, that was time consuming. Yeah. That's why I was like, if I had my Yeti, if I could just get two of those small cups and dump it in there. And then I was like, maybe I'll just go buy a Travis cup. And I, I did at the end of the trip, but that's just something to note. Bring, bring one of your refillable cups just so you have something to carry around and have like water. I always have water with me all the time. So that was driving me crazy. Well, and those little cups they have are just too small. Yeah. You know, they're like really mm-hmm. small. Um, we're not Europeans. We like to drink a lot of water and stuff when we eat, especially. So um, we didn't have that problem, by the way, Tony. We had we had the two drink stations across from each other. And then we had and then as far as alcohol goes, even on just like deck 10, there were at least two places that were serving alcohol. And and I didn't notice there were a lot of lines, you know, for that. And then, of course, you can go into cabanas. You can never mm-hmm. remember the name. I always want to call it shutters and get your drinks. Although that is something we should talk about. You know, cabanas. Tony, what is cabanas normally open on a, on a normal cruise? Um, it, the, the schedule is pretty similar. Uh, but is I, it? I don't think they – so when we were on board, I think they were open from 6 or 7 to 10.30 for breakfast and then from 12 to 2.30, 3 o'clock for lunch. Um, I, I don't think they normally close between breakfast and lunch. They normally just kind of swap out the uh, – you know, it's like going to Crystal Palace. They swap out one half of the buffet line and, and, and then uh, swap out the, the other one. Um, but Cabana's was – I enjoyed it. You know, they've modified things. It's no longer a straight-up buffet. It's a buffet, but they have cast members doing the serving. 
And I thought that it went very smoothly. You know, there was a slight wait when you entered because they did have a cast member taking you down the line. Uh, and, and then, like I said, you know, there were three or four people serving at each one of the uh, buffet stations. So uh, I, I thought it was an almost flawless process. Once again, the, the tie up here was the drink station had one crew member uh, serving drinks, uh, you know, one at a time. And, and, and that was a little bit of the holdup after you got your food. But, I, you know, if they kept this at Cabana's. I would not mind it whatsoever. I wouldn't mind either. So here yeah. was my thing with, with that and even at Castaway Key. And I didn't mind it, but the only thing was, is like, I didn't know what was ahead of me. So they, you know, so they take each family. So instead of like walking through that buffet line, each family gets an area. So if there's, you know, it's just Mark and I, so they'd ask how many were in our party. We'd say two and they, we'd follow the cast member and they'd say, okay, this is your um, station and then so that wasn't terrible because I could kind of look ahead but like at Castaway Key it was when you went to the adult um, the adult beach that restaurant there that one was like overwhelming cookies? because was that oh, is that what it's called cookies I don't even know they're like cookies and cookies too I think well it's like it's bar like more like barbecue stuff okay or like they have ribs and hamburgers and it was good but like we got in line and it was like you went through each station, but I had no idea. They asked me if I want lettuce and tomato. And I was like, well, what, wait a minute. What's, what's, what do I, what's there? <laughs> like what's ahead of right. me? I don't know what's coming. So if they had it listed, like what's being served, it would be so helpful because you like, it's, it's almost like they're like, okay, do you want this, 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 but then what, but what's at the next thing? I, I don't I may not want that if, if there's something at the next area that I would prefer. Do you know what I mean? There, there's only one thing you need to remember if you go to the uh, barbecue at Serenity Beach. Yeah. Uh, and that is it's the only location that serves steak. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is that something new? Because when, when we would go into Cabanas, we just walked in. Nobody asked us how many we were or anything like that. I, I mean, they're, I think that, they're doing it to put you at the station, at least, at least yeah, on the Magic. But yeah, I never encountered any lines or waiting or anything like that. We went right in. Yeah. I will say that we only ate there a couple. We were there on a four night. We only ate there, I think, two mornings. And then because um, Liz and um, Jason and Reg, they were like, no, eat in the restaurant. And it was easy. Like we would walk right into the restaurant and get our food pretty quickly. So we ate in the main dining room otherwise for breakfast. Um, I was a little disappointed at the hours for Cabanas because like my kids maybe wanted something out of that you know, area like a juice or something and it wasn't open. So, um, so that I, I wish it had been open a little more like, you know, between that breakfast and, and lunch. But, um, I will say like all of the little, um, poolside, you know, dining options were really good and they have healthy options too. And so it's, you're not like, you know, obviously they have like pizzas and, you know, hamburgers and hot dogs. And they had one day they had this fantastic spicy chicken sandwich that was like really good. Like, sorry, Chick-fil-A, it's better than yours. But they also have like salads and fruit plates and stuff like that. So you don't have to eat, you know, some of that more starchy or more fatty food that you, if you don't like that. But I, I do think that, um, that having the limited options at Cabanas was kind of a little bit of a downside for me. I will say one thing. The food in the main dining rooms was really good this time. And I, I generally, I, I will admit, I'm if I could eat at Paolo or Remy every night, that's where I would eat. 
because I'm not crazy about the dining rooms. So what was your experience with those dining rooms? The food was delicious. Um, they were, I mean, it was empty, like, like Tony was saying, not, I mean, definitely not as many people. Um, it was, it was funny because I, I, I don't, I mean, I, we had a wonderful server the last time we were on the magic. We're still friends with her on Facebook and we kind of keep in contact. We just loved her. Um, and our server this time, he was wonderful. We really enjoyed him, but we, we would be like, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like, this sounds good. This sounds good. And he'd say, Oh, I like, you know, I like, I really like the salmon and I really like the steak. Oh, but I really like this. I'm going to bring you that entree too. And we were like, oh my God, that's three meals. <laughs> every, uh-huh. It was every night. Appetizers, he did the same yeah. thing. Desserts. Mark was like, Can, they have to stop force feeding me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't ask him like, oh, I, I'm torn between this dish and this dish because he would just bring both <laughs> every time. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It was. Hey I mean, everyone, Mark's here. Hey Mark. Yay, Mark. Hi. You're back. I snuck in. Um, I had to be a grown-up and take a kid or pick up a kid from dance lessons. So he's back. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was, which was, I mean, was fabulous of him, and we ate it. I mean, he put it on down in front of us, and we ate it. I mean, it was our own fault. Yeah. Right. But yeah, they were they were very nice. They were all of our servers were wonderful. Yeah, mine were good, too. I mean, well, okay, so I've never had a bad stateroom attendant or server on a Disney cruise ever, but um, they were great. And our our stateroom attendant in particular, we just loved him. I mean, I felt so bad because, you know, I mean, like he was so overly attentive. I was like, gosh, you know, you can tell these guys are just really happy to be here Mm -hmm. and want to keep their jobs and keep things going and have good word of mouth, which I think is happening here. I mean, there's no way I wouldn't have given my experience a 10 out of 10. But yeah, it's uh, it's a little different right now for them, I'm sure. Okay, so what about Paolo? For those of you who don't know, there's two specialty dining options on the Fantasy and on the Dream, and then there's one on the Magic, and that's Paolo on the Dream and Fantasy. It's Remy and Paolo. Um, did you guys all go to Paolo? Yes. yes. We did. Yep. We did. Okay. And what'd you think? Amazing. Uh, it was, I mean, yeah, it was fabulous. Yeah, that's really mm-hmm. good. Um, I, I just, so I'm actually going, um, just on a three night cruise. Our family's going over Christmas, and I'm so excited because, and I know that most women with kids listening to this know that you spend a lot of time on Christmas Day cleaning and picking up and cooking. And I am so excited that somebody is going to do all of that for me on Christmas Day. Um, <laughs> so I'm elated. Um, but we're going to go to Paolo, trying to get into Remy for that cruise instead of Paolo. But um, if you get a chance, Paolo is totally worth it. You're never going to – is it – it's 45 right now, right, Tony? Yes, it is. Okay, unless you're platinum and then it's free. Um, but, yeah, by the way, I turned gold on my last uh, cruise, so, so they are nice. catching up with you. It'll be a few more years, maybe. Um, but anyway, um, so it's it's 45 bucks, and Remy is, what, 135 per person? I never eat there, so I don't follow the pricing, but that's, okay. it's, Remy, it's close to that. It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing food, but it takes a very long time. And like for us, it's only a three night cruise. I don't know if I want to spend that much time just, you know, away from the kids. Um, But, you know, they'll be running around anyway. So 
But yeah, Remy's great. And, and Paulo also, if you get a chance, definitely go. I'm just going to say that, um, you know, we are big fans of the brunch at Paolo. Uh, and there's nothing like walking into the room of food, as I like to refer to it. Um, and, you know, COVID, no buffets. Um, it was a little bit of a different experience. There were some items that we like that they didn't have. Uh, they were very accommodating. Uh, they will bring you a they have two antipast options. One's a seafood antipast. The other one is a meat based antipast. There were some seafood items that Cheryl liked and she didn't want the entire seafood antipast brought to her. So they put the items she wanted on a little plate and brought it over along with the meat antipast. So, um, you know, th- they were accommodating. I didn't want to see that food wasted. Uh, so uh, it, it was nice to see that they were able to do that. But there were certain things I did miss. Um you know, and I, I think the big thing with the dessert and, you know, this, these are first world problems, uh, but, you know, choosing a dessert. Normally, when you go to Palo, they have the petite desserts and you can get three or four uh, of the various desserts and one of each if you want. Um, and you, you didn't have that option. Uh, and it was because it was not really the buffet. Um, so, you know, once again, a little different look forward to the buffet the true buffet making its uh making its return at some point let's talk a little bit about entertainment on board what did you guys end up doing so we had um you know as most as all of the disney ships have the uh, broadway style theaters with their performances uh things were a little bit different you know smaller uh population on the ship um but they actually increased the number of performances so uh the show ran normally the the early dinner folks go to the later show and the later dinner show uh, later dinner folks go to the early show. Um, they actually had a matinee the second day. So the, the show was performed three times um, seating. They were, they're still seating alternating rows uh, and leaving a gap of three people uh, between each group. Uh, so you know, you, you don't have anyone right up on top of you. Um, it, you know, once again, like the empty dining room, it's just kind of disconcerting to look around and see that and that that few people. Um, and then when the cruise director comes in, you know, people start applauding. The applause just it it's not as loud as it normally is. And that's because there's not as many people there, but um, still very enthusiastic crowds. The shows were great. Um, you know, kudos to the cast members who have to do these extra performances. Um, you know, Bridget, Mark, I, I, I don't know what, what your experience was in the theater. Did you guys get a chance to see any shows? We didn't go. Yeah, we didn't do it. Yeah. What? We didn't go. I know. But yeah. you're theater people. I know. <laughs> we, 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 go ahead. we either kept missing it or we had, because we, we did, um, we did some like, like other stuff. Like we did some, um, uh, well, we'll talk about that later. You finish your, your thoughts on it. But well, yeah, we didn't we ended up not going to the OK, uh, to yeah. the shows. OK, um, you know, the, the 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 shows in the Walt Disney Theater, which is the, the Broadway style shows, those were great. The one thing that that we don't have back yet uh, with the Disney Cruise Line is the uh, I want to say second tier performers, the comedians, the jugglers, the magicians. Uh, and, and they usually have like a variety show type. Uh, performance one night in the Walt Disney Theater. Those folks aren't traveling yet, so we didn't get that. So there were a couple nights where the theater was dark, um, and that's okay. Uh, you know, we we still got to see two stage shows, which was good. Uh, 
Uh, and then as uh, Bridget and Chris both mentioned, you know, the the Buena Vista Theater was open. Uh, we were on board for the premiere of The Eternals, uh, which they actually did in the big theater, in the Walt Disney Theater on the big screen. And uh, that was fun, you know, but once again, still seating every other row. They had somebody seating you when you walked in. Um, so they're still trying to socially distance people and, uh, you know. December, uh, January 15th, uh, that might change as the as the crowds hopefully increase. Yeah, yep. when we saw it. Go ahead, Mark. We saw Eternals. Yeah, we did. We, yeah, we saw Eternals on board the ship. Um, so that we didn't see it in the big theater. We saw it in the in the, in the I guess the standard movie theater or whatever it is. Uh, so we we saw it there. But we uh, yeah, they were doing seeing every other row. Our, ours was fairly. We went earlier in the in the day and it was in the was, morning. Yeah, there were quite a few people there. I yeah. was kind of surprised. And nobody seated I, us. We yeah, yeah. just found a seat, but I, yeah, it was yeah. very full. Yeah, I was I was surprised. It was like the first show of the day. It was like what, what time was it? It was like nine fifteen in the morning. Nine, yeah, it's nine fifteen. So I was expecting the theater to be empty. There was quite a few people there, but that was they only showed it that one day. We like did they show it on your ship more than one on your cruise more than once, Tony? Um, ours was only Friday. Yeah, we had it uh, opening night, the second night, and then the last day. Okay. okay. So we, we we had at least five or six performances. We had that. Well, we had they they showed it a couple times Friday, but then on Thursday I hadn't seen it. I had the only time I saw it when I looked at the Navigator was Friday, and then Thursday morning I looked at the Navigator and it was showing at the Walt Disney Theater that night at eight fifteen. Remember, Mark? I was like, oh, yeah, now yeah. it's at Walt Disney Theater. So, um, and that just kind of popped up. So, yeah, and we had other. I think we had something else going on at that time or something. We were like hopping around to the lounges yeah. and like. All but we did. Things. We did a lot of the like this time around. We did a lot of like since the kids weren't with us, we did we did some more like adult oriented stuff. So, um, and this was kind of fun. We 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 hadn't done this the last time, but they have um. You know, they have like whiskey tastings and martini tastings and stuff like that. And we did that kind of stuff, which was 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 kind of fun. Um, you know, and then and then we just we did like quit. They, they 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 we went to some of the uh, like the O'Gills. O'Gills and 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 they had like quiz night, you know, and they you know, they you know, they do the questions and stuff like that. So we did that a couple of times. That was fun. Uh, so we did – we were doing – I don't really know why we didn't go to see a show because I was sort of wondering if my – you know, I was like, well, we'll go. But we just never got around to it. So that was fine. All the more but, reason to cruise again. Yeah. Exactly. But, was, but I, I have to say, like, have you talked about the whiskey tastings or anything yet, Bridget? We did talk a little bit about it, but if okay, you want to okay. add. Yeah, they that was really – I really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. Um, you know, and, and the guys that were – that presented were really knowledgeable. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it, it, it was just a lot of fun. It was fun to do. So, right. I'm For people we... that drink martinis, like Mark's a martini drinker and a whiskey drinker. So yeah. for someone that usually only drinks a gin martini up and he drinks, he has certain whiskeys that he likes. It was very like, it kind of opened your palate to other things, which was yeah. kind of nice. But it gives you an idea. So, so you don't have to go out and buy like a, a whole bottle of something and you're not sure if you like it or not, like we got a got a chance to sample different things. It was it was fun. I enjoy, I really had a good time doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, so there are a couple things that are still there that people love: Pirate Night and the fireworks. Did you guys experience those? We did. I mean, we didn't participate in P- 
pirate night like we would with you kids. You guys were slacking off in the line. Listen, all we did was sit on our – I read my book. I sat by the pool and I had my know. beverages. I, I was yes. happy. I brought my handheld video games and I sat on the deck next to the pool and played those. It was fabulous. Do you ever wanted to do and more? Yeah. Do you know how I never like I? You guys know me. I'm always like multitasking. Like like Bridget will call and we'll be doing something. I'll be driving somewhere and I'll be checking my email. What a stoplight! I never get so it was very hard for me to turn that off and to make matters worse. And I don't know how it was on your cruise. There was no Wi-Fi. Like the you, I bought the biggest package because I'm like four nights. I'm going to go through this package. I need to keep up with things. Um, I couldn't, and it was it drove me crazy. And so you would get like maybe ten minutes of Wi-Fi, and they'd be like, never mind. And I know my yeah. friend Liz, like they were in the room next to us, and her daughter's homeschooled, so she wasn't out of school for the week like my kids were. But she, so she was trying to do her homework, and she couldn't do it. So we get to Castaway, and if you have, you know, like a long-distance provider that will give you, like, a, a package for the day. Both of us were, like, on Verizon trying to, like, answer emails and stuff, you know, sitting on the beach. So it was, like, it was a little stressful. I'm not comfortable without having Wi-Fi. I will just say that. I can't I can't go that. And it's not like I'm having fun. It's like I have things to do. So I'm, I'm 100% there. Yeah, yes. I'm 100% there. I do not like you know how like like you hear people all the time like oh I just want to go and be disconnected. Yes. I don't ever want to be disconnected ever. I don't want to be disconnected. <laughs> well, and you know what? I think I think the job. Okay, you have clients that need things, and it's very important that you're able to answer those questions. Um, and most of them are very patient if they know you're out of town. But there's some things that pop up that you have to. But you have agents. We've got over 80 agents, and something's going to happen while we're gone. And Bridget is my right-hand woman, no question. But I'm not going to ask Bridget on a Sunday to do something I can handle, you know. Um, and yep. and Bridget's also very busy, you know. So so like so yeah, no. And I'm I'm already thinking about my December cruise. I'm like, you know what? I'm not checking my email on Christmas Day. But on the 26th, I'll be checking my email. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way I've got to have it. So that was annoying. And it's funny because Liz also did a back-to-back cruise with her daughter. And the second one she did, she was on the dream for that one with me. And then she was on the fantasy. No Wi-Fi in that either. So did y'all, did you have Wi-Fi? I mean, does it, did it work? Or did you just start not even buy Yeah, I, okay. I bought the big package. But it's it's like you said, you, even with that, you can't. You can't just be on and do your regular stuff that you yes. do, right? Like you, you have to, yeah. you have to go on, check your email, log off, you know, so you're not using all the mm-hmm. all the data. Well, uh, and it was very slow. So, yeah. and at one point, I thought I had because like the BTC, the Bahamas telephone company, popped up at our day at sea, which I'd had at work before when you're just like floating around between like Castaway and NASA. And so I'm like, oh, thank God. I, I, so I, I called a client and we talked for, I think it was 40 minutes and it cost me $3 an hour. I found it when I got home, but I was like, you know what? It's the way it is. You know, I, I thought I was still on, I was on Verizon, you know, because, you know, that's, it's worked that way before, but it didn't work that day. So that was bad, <laughs> but that's okay. I was just walking around deck four, which, okay. For people who haven't been on a Disney ship, deck four is the best thing ever. 
it's a deck that you can just walk around. You get yeah. your exercise. And I could spend like two hours out there just walking at night. It's wonderful. Get the breeze. The moon is on the water. Um, people walking around, getting some exercise. It's just the best. Plus, yeah. I was, you know, concerned about my daughter leaving the kids club at midnight. So I was like, mom's here. Um, don't let me bother <laughs> you. Because Vibe actually... Um, it empties out onto that deck. And I was like, oh, fancy meeting you here at midnight. <laughs> every, every single night I was out there. Oh, yeah, honey, I'm just walking. Oh, do you want me to walk back with you? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm overprotective. But anyway, even on a ship, I don't care what anyone thinks. But um, anyway, but a lot of parents give their kids a ton of freedom on the ships. You know, they can check themselves out of the kids club when they're like, what, 10? Oh, I, I don't know. 10. I, I don't know. Our I, kids don't want us to make, like, they, like, they want to be by our side all the time. Yeah. This is why You're, I sat in my chair all day <laughs> by the pool with my cloudy licious Sauvignon Blanc wine. I was happy. So what I thought was really interesting was I had heard that you had to have a, you had to pick a port time to, you know, get off the ship when you were at Castaway or any other port. That didn't happen with us because there was, you know, such an empty ship. Um, did you guys encounter anything like that? We had to pick a virtual queue. You had to get in a virtual queue line. Yeah. But Which moved very quickly. Yes, yes. very quickly. Yes. Like, there were times I'm like, I got to get out of the line because we're not ready to leave this ship yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that was, I mean, it was like, it was not a big deal getting on and off the ship. It was really easy. It wasn't crowded at all i mean yeah castaway key was really nice it wasn't i mean i don't know that was our first time at castaway key so i don't know how crowded it gets with a full ship but um i mean i thought it was manageable i don't think it's ever really that bad i i have to say if you've ever gone to like you know well i think most of us have gone to like a regular beach and you know it is packed even if it's like a resort beach or something like with an all-inclusive I've never found Castaway Key to be that packed, um, but this was super empty. <laughs> like it was definitely yeah. empty. So yeah, it was. I mean, I, I mean, we we were we were one of the first groups off the ship, right? Like we were pretty early. Yeah. And and we got down to the to the you know and like we said we I've never been there before so I didn't really know what to expect or anything, but we got down to the beach area and there was nobody like we it was like there was just like a handful of other families kind of walking around yeah. by the, when we got to the beach, so we had our pick of of where we wanted to sit and everything and it was uh, it was just really nice mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah. and then we later got... later on it fill it started to fill up a little bit but I'm sorry go ahead Tony. We got all the way to Serenity Bay Beach only to find out that it was closed. It was closed oh, for the morning that? for us, too. Yeah. They told us before we got on the shuttle and then did open up, but it was had a lot of beach erosion and seaweed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they had had a storm or something. Yeah, we, there were very rough seas, uh, rough weather the, the weekend we were out, which was right before you guys. And it, it, it had pulled a bunch of the sand off. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because it was pretty like where they had when we finally did get out there, it where they had the the chairs and stuff was pretty narrow. Like it was pretty narrow walk from where they let you off to where they have the chairs and stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, and then later in the day, it got as the tide went out, it kind of got bigger. But um, 
but it was like, yeah, you were sort of up on the dunes. The chair, all the chairs were up on the. Dunes. Yeah, I if right. I was like laying on the on the lounge chair, and I was like, I think I'm sliding off. <laughs> the way it was like angled, um, and then I guess they have servers that go from that will go to the bar and and bring drinks and things, and they didn't have that going on at all either. But they I mean, did have that for ours, just so you know. Okay. Yeah. Um. It wasn't, I mean, despite that and getting out there, it wasn't, I, I really enjoyed that beach a lot. Yeah. I don't know when I'll get back there. Yeah, it was, it was yet another instance of us just sitting all day. We, did, we really did not do a whole, like, we just literally sat. We'd eat, we'd drink, we'd sit. That's really all we did. It was not eventful. It was everything I've ever wanted and more. Yeah, that's was great. fantastic. That was I, really I think great. I... I think I really would have had more of that experience if Kevin had been there and our older one. It was just kind of weird just having me and the twins. You know, I, I, I don't know that I would want to do it that way again. But it was nice to get out there. And I felt like, you know, for I needed, you know, to experience it since, you know, everything is kind of different. I'm, I'm glad I did go. Um, and I'm really glad we're going at Christmas. What about getting off the ship? I have never gotten off a ship faster. Like, it was incredible. It was just like, boop, had some breakfast, walked out. It was wonderful. And the other thing is, is, and the thing I don't like is, you know how you normally pack your bags and put them outside of your room? I kind of hate that because then your bags are, you know, in this big area and you've got to go find them and then you've got to get in another line. We didn't do that. They gave us the option of just keeping our bags with us. And I mean, maybe Tony can tell me if that's something they always do. But um, and so because of that, we were just like we were out of there so quickly and on the road, which is you, great because we went to Universal. You always have that option. OK. Oh, that's good to know, because I don't and, know that I'll do that again. And, and most people. Uh, so they usually call that the express option because those okay. folks are usually looking to get off the ship quickly. So they yeah. normally do not attend uh, the breakfast. And, uh, yeah, you do not have to put your, your luggage out the night before. That's good to know because I have to get back to Georgia as quickly as possible the day after well, when they let us off the ship on the 27th. So I, I will be doing that, although I am getting breakfast because it's paid for and I'm not feeding the kids and paying for it. There you, you go. Know, cheap, so. Right. And, you, you know, you still have to wait to be cleared by customs uh, before you can get yeah. off the ship. So normally they don't clear it. I think eight o'clock is usually the earliest. Uh, the first dining seating uh, for breakfast is at 6 a.m. or 615. Uh, that's early. So that's that's an early breakfast. The second dining is at 8 a.m. And that's usually when that that first group of folks are, are getting off the uh, off the ship. Now, I was a little concerned getting off in Miami because it's, you know, anytime it's not Port Canaveral, um, I worry. I've cruised out of New York. I've cruised out of Miami. Um, you know, Port Canaveral, Disney's terminal, they've got things down. Uh, when they're in other locations, they're not Disney terminals. They're just kind of a, uh, uh, you know, they're they're a shared terminal. So it, it's, it's decorated for Disney when Disney's there, but it's not necessarily their process or, or their yeah. architecture, their design. So it was a long walk in Miami to get to your luggage, um, but they had it organized just like they do when you get off Port Canaveral. It's all organized by character. Um, our luggage was right where we expected it to be. And, you know, with only 1,100 people on board, 
it it went very quickly going through customs and getting off. I, I think it's probably the quickest we've ev- ever exited, uh, you know, the customs building uh, after getting our luggage. So it was it was a nice experience. So as much as I want things to get back to normal, and I, I you know, I think it would be better for everyone. I will say, if you can take advantage of these half-empty ships, do it because you'll never have that experience again, no matter what's going on, um, you know, as far as the time of year or anything. So, so I would recommend anyone going if they can. Don't you think so? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes, for sure. I mean, was, we Didn't had you guys have a server tell you that they were told that the ships will be, will be pretty much half empty through May? That's what he told us. Yeah. That's what he told. They they told that our our server told us that they were the cast was told, um, cast members members were told that to expect the ships to be like be like that until May. That yeah. is unless that is unless Bobby Chapek decides that they need a little little extra money. Right. I right. know that he can he can force people who don't want to get on a ship right now to get on a ship though. No matter how yeah. you know powerful he apparently is. So I, I think I, I really do think that's the bigger issue, you know, is and, and, you know, as travel agents, you know, we do talk to people who I, I immediately got a phone call as soon as the, the announcement came out about vaccines and the family. So grandparents are vaccinated. Parents are vaccinated. The older child is vaccinated, but they have little ones and they wanted to talk to their pediatrician. They're like, don't cancel it. Let's just talk to the pediatrician and find out which is, I think, the right attitude to take if that's how you feel, you mm-hmm. know, get all the information. But the reality is there are going to be people who are uncomfortable with that. So I don't think there's anything he can do about it. I honestly, I would be very surprised if the summer season is even that busy, to be honest. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I, I think the opposite. I think that the the vaccine uh, being approved for the younger kids is going to bring people back. I think you're right to a degree, but I I think there I don't know Tony I I think there are enough people who are uncomfortable with it for younger kids that you could see some people finding having an incentive to cruise and other people pulling back. I do have one question for you: European cruises, they're having right now they're having a surge. You know, in some countries there's increase in you know um, cases and COVID mm-hmm. cases. What do you think is going to happen? If you had to just predict for summer, what do you think is going to happen in Europe? I think Disney goes over. I think they had a good experience in the United Kingdom, but that was Mm -hmm. just one country. Um, You know, cruising in Europe, especially the Mediterranean, is a lot different than cruising uh, anywhere else because you're essentially in a new country every day. And and I think that if we start to see an, an uptick in cases, uh, that could potentially change Disney's mind about what they do over the summer. I I, I think they'd still like to go uh, because that's a big draw for them. Um, but I I think when you're going into multiple countries, uh, and you know we're at varying levels of uh, you know varying infection levels, uh, and different countries are handling the issues differently. Uh, you know how how do you how do you work with Disney Cruise Line in order to meet all of the various COVID protocols and and whatnot for multiple countries? I, I don't, you know, is it too much? Um, I don't, I don't well, know. Well, and I, I also think there's a big difference in going from Caribbean country to Caribbean country and going in Europe because 
you know, when you take a country like Jamaica, where their entire real, you know, the, the biggest part of their economy is tourism, they may be a little more inclined to make it easier to travel there. I mean, we saw that in, in June of 2020. They were trying very hard to open up those resorts and make them as safe as possible, whereas we couldn't get it. We couldn't have anyone go to Europe. You know, we had lots of families booked to go to Europe over 20, summer 2020. They didn't go, right, because there were too many hoops to go through or they weren't able to, whatever the rules were. So I think you have more incentive in these Caribbean countries and in Mexico than you might have in Italy or in Spain. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not their whole economy. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, you, you say that and then you look at somewhere like Grand Cayman, who's not letting people in until yeah. at least January, uh, the middle of January uh, when they right. reevaluate. It, not only are we seeing Disney cruise line saying everyone five and up has to be vaccinated about three hours after that, they came out with the same rule for adventures by Disney. So I, I think, you know, I think we're just living in very interesting times and it's hard to predict anything, of course. So, it is. Okay. I think we're going we're gonna to close it out now, and I'm going to turn it over to Tony. Thanks, Chris. Uh, I'd like to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team plan your family's next cruise. You can find us on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. On behalf of Chris, Bridget, Mark, and I think Adam might actually have been on the show, ah. uh, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, Good night everybody. Night. I forgot all about Adam. I'm here. <laughs>